Motherfucker. Got you on the front end this time. What up, everybody? It's your boy, B-Rob. Welcome to this uh, edition of the Random Rams with Rob podcast. Uh, normally, I'll be talking all my, my jargon and all the other crap. You get a proper intro. But um, this recording didn't really fall into play like that. I mean, we got to talking and everything. And, you know, we just did it old school like how we used to. We just turned the recorder on and we went to yakking. But, um... Anyway, as you may have heard on a previous episode with the Garbled podcast, um, I was telling you about these next two to four episodes coming up. This is one of the first ones that I'm presenting to you this week featuring Tony Cosner, or formerly Tony Rager, of the God Shaped Mommy Hole podcast. And um, yeah, he's been on the show many times. This is his sixth appearance on the show appearance <laughs> and the some of the content that we speak about you know just life queries in general and everything is very similar to some of the stuff that we talked about on the episode to follow this one with um future guests and returning guests andre psyche so i wanted to play these two back to back because it is a little i guess i guess duality maybe to where you have this one person here with Tony that has um, a certain you know outlook on life and then you have who I feel Andre is the complete opposite but very similar you know in the thought I don't know it was weird I just thought these two episodes just kind of because we talk about uh, some of the same topics in each but it's just like taking you know Tony you know has it in the sights this way and Andre has it in the sights this way and I thought it would be cool for you just to hear these two back to back and everything but um, before I go ahead and bring you into the episode and whatnot, I'm going to go ahead and put all my stuff out there up front so once this episode goes off that's it you ain't got to wait for the end credit scenes and nothing like that um, got some more cool things coming your way um, hopefully that um, COVID ain't getting you down or Corona or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I call it bullshit, but we still here and um, I hope you keep safe, washing your hands, not touching your face and all that stuff. But um, follow the show on social media. Follow me on Twitter at three R show. You can follow me on Instagram at the three R show. And you can go to the website, randomrob.com for anything that I may have missed. And you can find many different ways that you can help support the show. And um, if you could, for this show and any other show that you thoroughly enjoy, leave a review. And with that being said, 
I'll leave you to it with my conversation with Tony Cosner. How are you now? I am okay, kind sir. Oh, very nice, very nice, very nice, very smooth, very clean. That's how I like to hear it. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, it sounded very nice. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Pamela Anderson. Yes. It's All right. Loose like wizard sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, man? Man, a whole bunch of nothing, my dude. Really? That's been me for the past eight months, bro. You know what? I was looking. Um, this is your fifth uh, 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 return. <laughs> I know what the fuck I wanted to say. <laughs> but uh, I was looking at the last time you was on the show, man. And that's like 2018. Damn, dude, it's been almost two years. Yeah, according to the the the, the date Skype. Log. Wow, well, that's sad. On, well, on Skype it says the conversation was over a year ago, but when I go to like Pod Me, okay. where I uploaded the episode, it said uh, June twenty eighteen. Dang, dude, my bad. I know. I mean, I've been, well, I've been keeping yeah, up okay. with you, but we haven't like properly broadcasted and shit. Yeah, yeah. The last show I was on was uh, Po Boys podcast with uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Homeboy, yeah, and then uh, I did a couple of mine. Um, I talked to Jody B the other day, and he said he'll he'll try to find a some time to fit me in. Had a lot going on recently, man. Had another mental breakdown over here, failing mentally and shit. Word. It's a lot, man. Life is a lot sometimes. Yeah, man. Cause um, what? I don't remember where we left off last time, but I think around that time you had the pig. You still yeah, have, you still have the pig. All right, so it's probably big and chunky now. Oh, she's a big girl. Yeah. Yeah, you had the pig. You was doing some stuff with the little chickens and all that stuff all around there. I think. Three of my chickens died. Three of them died. Now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did they die or did you kill them? No, I didn't. No, I didn't kill them. I didn't kill them. One of them, well, okay, so June. So that means one of them had already died by then because uh, February of 2018 is when I did that pilot for the TV show. Um, Actually, one of the dudes that was on the pilot of that show just aired on um, Superstore on uh, Hulu or FX, whatever you want to call it. Um, he was an extra on that show. It's pretty cool. And then uh, the end of 2018, I started – well, the middle of 2018, I started running a vape company. Yeah, I remember that. Pan- vape Panda yeah. and all that. Vape Panda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that failed because the owner didn't want to invest in it. He wanted to just use the money for his other business. Mm-hmm. Then I started my own business, Hustle More. Yep. That I failed remember. because I was broke and I'm poor and I can't invest. I, I, and then, I, I'm, I'm there with you. <laughs> oh, man. It's it's a struggle, bro. Yeah. Because, um, like, you were 20, actually producing the product yourself, correct? Dude, yeah. I was making everything. I was making the pre-workout. I had the whole ingredient list. Um, I was I had an investor, but she backed out last minute because people were talking in her ear and made her insecure about it. So she bailed on me, and then so that the the supplement part of my business fell through, and then I lost uh, I lost that momentum, that spiritual momentum to uh, push the personal training 
because, you know, life keeps failing on me and I keep getting depressed. Mm -hmm. Then um, May of 2019, I got a job traveling and being a heavy equipment operator. But the owner of that company was racist as shit. And then and I'm just I'm a I'm a moral person mm. and I I don't care how much money I'm making. If you're like if it's if you're wrong, I'm not gonna put up with it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Money is not worth compromising your morality. It's just not in me to do that. And then let's see, that failed in August. Then I was in a massive depression, dude. The heaviest depression I've ever been in because it was different. Like you, you've been following my whole path of uh, fixing myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not sick how I was like when I first started God Shape Mommy Hole. Like back yeah. then, I was like, I was legit. Like I, I was just recently diagnosed with PTSD. So this whole time, I've had PTSD and I didn't even know it. And that's the whole reason for like, you know, my behavior, the way I would act and all that stuff. So now, now, eight months after I get fired from that job, uh, I decided uh, the owner of the house died. So now they're selling the house. Now I'm getting kicked out in the middle of the coronavirus, being unemployed, being depressed, and soon to be homeless. So I was like, you know what? I can't fix myself this time. I had to go to a psychiatrist and get medication. So now I'm on medication. And it helps with the depression, but not the anxiety. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. Oh, oh, and I wrote a book, and I'm in the second phase of editing. Word, I I have aspirations to do one of those myself. There's a skeleton. I'm just piecing shit together. But man, yeah, it's and the only reason was, the only reason I'm doing it now is not because I damn I want to write a book. It's more so that I said I was writing a book, so now I got to finish the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that's how yeah, it you is man keep your word. I, yeah i put it out in the air that hey i'm gonna do this thing so now i said it now i gotta complete it even though i really don't feel strongly about writing a motherfucking book <laughs> you know what you should, well this is what i did because you know i got adhd ptsd abcdfjk elemental p um i just i woke up every morning the first thing i did was write wrote a thousand words that's like the number one tip everyone says everyone says just write a thousand words a day and so what I did, I did it the first thing when I woke up. When it's still dark out, no one else is awake, I had my first cup of coffee, I sit down, the computer screen, and I just type my memory. Memory, memory, memory. So, you know, I'm at almost 40,000 words. Word. It's not bad. That's all the words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be more, too, because I got so much to add. Yeah, because that's, that's what I was doing. Like, initially, the whole thing started with, you know, my wife. Cause she, my wife, she, she writes and everything and she wrote a book and, um, she had it published and all that stuff. And then, um, I was just, I'm a supporter of hers cause it's my spouse, you know? And I was just yep. like, Ooh, what you going to write next? Ooh, what you going to do next? You should write about this. You should write about this. And then it just came to a boiling point to where I was bugging her ass so much. She was like, well, why don't you write it? And I was like, well, fine. I'll write it myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, and I and I got into the, th- the mode just like you. I lo- I did research. I picked up a couple tips from you know watching her do her thing, and I would make myself write X amount of words yeah. every day. And then yeah. I forgot why I stopped, but once I stopped, I lost interest. Yeah, once I stopped, that was it. 
You yeah. Know, I yeah. Was, I, was, I know what you're talking about. That yeah. you I, stop the momentum and you can't pick it back up. Yeah, because I was I was into it. It was just like I I look forward to writing every day. I was looking up, you know, actually using vocabulary and big words and all kind of stuff and finding synonyms and all kind of crap. Yeah. You know, trying to make it because I didn't want to be one of the people to write a book that have the same shit in it twice. Like, um, yeah. you try to make a sentence to where you don't have, um, I can't really explain it. It's just like, you say, no, I know what you're saying. you put that in the sentence, then like four words later, you got that in it again. I didn't want to do shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had um, my old high school teacher uh, go read my book. Now, my book is very personal. Mm-hmm. There's stuff in it that I've never even talked about on a podcast. Work. You know what I mean? Like it's heavy. It's a, like so. She she called me last night, and she went over all her notes that she wrote, and she sent me the word document with highlights, different colors, what to do here, what to do there, and uh, she said I have a great foundation for a fucking great book, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not finished. <laughs> well, I mean, so you you still making the journey, man. Yeah, I don't give up, man. That's just that's the theme of my book. That's just like the constant theme of my life is no matter what is I don't give up. Even though I bitch, moan and complain mm-hmm. and I'm like woe is me all the time, but I never give up. And I think the only reason why I'm like woe is me all the time is because I'm literally not figuratively, I'm literally alone. So it's hard to deal with certain emotions because some people, they'll, they'll be alone, but they still have mom and dad and, you know, their family to call if they need them. I don't got that. I don't even have friends, dude. I'm literally friendless aside from my podcast buddies. But I mean, I could call you, but you can't come over here and console me. You know what I mean? Yeah, because we own mandatory lockdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, this whole quarantine thing, dude. I'm totally not even worried about it. I don't know if you can't tell from my Facebook. I'm not worried about it at all. Yeah. I mean, I still go to work and shit, but um, I'm not. I'm definitely not outside like how I normally be and everything. But well, it's, the good thing about what's happening right now is everybody is forced to spend time with their loved ones, mm-hmm. and I, I actually like that. I like that because my whole argument against this culture is the love of money. Everybody loves money. Money is king. And it's like, no, it's not. Money is an asset to be used for your life. It is not life. And this whole this whole coronavirus thing is showing everybody, like, look, you can't even go to work now. You can't get that money. So you should be loving your family. You should love your kids. You should love your friends. Like, that's what I'm taking away from this whole thing. I think it's going to do a little paradigm shift in the culture where people are going to realize, mm-hmm. hey, man, I don't need to work that much. I actually do enjoy spending time with my loved ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. I know. And I, I definitely get what you're talking about or whatever. It's just like um, I find myself. Well, it's different with the kids because the kids don't. Oh, yeah. The kids don't know no better or whatever. Because like since they've been here, they eating double what they normally eat and shit. Because you know, yeah, <laughs> they lack that school routine. You know, they go to school, they eat a little yeah. something, they eat a little some little snack, then they come home, they're not as hungry as they normally would be, and they don't eat up all the shit in my goddamn house. <laughs> but oh, and boredom will make you hungry, bro. Exactly, it'll make you hungry. Oh yeah, definitely <laughs> will. Yeah, I I definitely have been eating more. But I'm sticking to a strict diet like meat, potatoes, meat, potatoes, chicken, potatoes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really don't eat anything else because 
like uh, grains and sugars and shit. That'll make you that'll that'll make you obese. It'll weaken your immune system. It'll it'll cause you know it'll, it's just too much for your body to take constantly. So since you're on lockdown, you sh- I think people should be really focusing on their health. Yeah. Like you know, trying to trying to get healthy rather than just picking out and 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 eating luxury foods rather than mandatory foods. Yeah, because I'm finding the old lady going to the store and buying all kind of junk foods and snacks and shit. It's more like shut the fuck up. So easy. Yeah, the shut the fuck up food. (laughs) Yeah, it's easy. It's easy. It's stress-free food. See, that's another argument I constantly talk about is comfort and convenience. I consider comfort and convenience the devil Mm -hmm. because people fall in love with it and they think that that is the way the way of life is comfort and convenience. It's like, no, comfort and convenience is there for you when you're tired. Comfort and convenience is there when you worked your ass off. You know what I mean? That's what it's there for. It's not there just because you're alive. Like, just because you're alive doesn't mean you deserve to be comfortable and, and, and have things conveniently. Like, you still need to earn things. You need to manufacture hardship in, in order for you to be a healthy individual. Yeah. You know, that's how we evolve. That's how we evolved. So our genetics are set up to reward us when there is hardship. But if there is no hardship, we get punished, which, you know, obesity, diabetes, heart attacks, clogged arteries, stuff like that. And then, you know, on another level, that's how it was for me most of my military career, because most of it was just damn us deploying, us deploying, us deploying, because nine eleven happened as soon as I joined that motherfucker, and so oh, yeah. that was majority of my career deploying and going there and going there and everything. And we forgot what it was like to be a marine in garrison and shit, you know, yeah, yeah. back in the rear or whatever. So damn, a lot of yeah. people was getting slammed and getting in trouble because we was used to that deployment lifestyle and not that damn, you know, being a marine in garrison lifestyle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's completely fucking different. It's such a different culture. Hell yeah. Because you're killing it every day out in the field. You get back to garrison, it's all lax and kickback. Even for the Marines and the Army, you should see, well, you should see the Air Force, bro. <laughs> the Air Force, they got they got mini fridges in their dorms and shit. Yeah. They live in hotel rooms. Get out of here. Yeah, uh, we talked about that not too long ago. I, I went to a, a Air Force mess hall and damn... The lady came out there and took my tray when I was done. I was about to fight her over it and shit. I was like, what the hell you do? <laughs> she's like, I'll get in trouble. being served. Yeah, she's like, I'll get in trouble if I if you put it away. I was like, oh, well, well shit, I'll really? get in trouble if uh, you put it away. <laughs> <laughs> I said, how Both about you hold? Trouble. Yeah, I was like, how about you hold one side of the tray? I hold one side of the tray. We walk it up there together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, but... um. I've been getting on my wife's nerves because I've been giving her a lot more attention because she's here and I can you know, squeeze, and I can squeeze a booty. I more could often. tell. <laughs> I could tell with the drone video, the drone video you just posted recently. Yeah, I could tell she was annoyed by it. She was like, "God dang!" She's all trying to hide her face. I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> so, I was like, "B Rob getting on her nerves." <laughs> so, so there's a, a little more that more of that and everything. So yeah, so m- more fun. more or less, my free time is when they go to sleep. And I'm the only one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what is it like eight o'clock over there? Yeah, eight twenty. Eight twenty. Yeah, I might have to move, man. I might have to move, and I don't know where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to. I'm, I I uh I might move to Indiana. Why? 
Because I got nothing out here, dude. If if they so, sell I mean, the house, I, mean, I got to go. I don't even have a job. Yeah, but there's a, I get that, but my why stepdad Indiana? is... What? Oh, okay, yeah. I said, why Indiana? Yeah. Oh, because the guy who gave me my last name lives in Indiana. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure he'll let me go over there and live with him until I can get on my feet. Or, okay. Yeah. Is California it? is garbage, bro. I hate California. It's fun to visit. Uh, it's about, a beautiful place. Yeah, it's not a great place to live, though. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's fun to visit. I, I've only been there as a tourist, a uh, little bit of training out there, and everything. And every time I was there, I enjoyed it because I knew I was leaving. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. But it's like going to Disneyland, bro. I couldn't live there. I could visit. I can't live there though. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you have to pay for everything. That's just Fuck, basically man. what California is: is big ass Disneyland. You know. <laughs> Dude, it's and 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 you know what's crazy is the economy out here. The only economy they have is warehouses, like distribution centers and Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That's really the whole job market of Cali- California. There is no real job market out here. People don't realize that. That's why there's so many people fleeing California. And then you got all these liberal policies where they're like tax this, tax that, yeah. give people this, give people that. And it's like, bro, I can't even get a fucking job. Why are we giving – like I don't even ask for anything. I, I I, tried recently since I've been unemployed to get on cash aid. Yeah. I can't even get on cash aid because I'm a guy. Like they, they make me feel like I'm trying to take advantage of the system. Like they don't – it doesn't register in their mind that I'm a legitimate single father. Like I'm a single dad. I legitimately raise my son day to day. And only sometimes like every other weekend his mom will pick him up. And like I don't, I don't get no help from nobody, bro. This shit ain't easy. I get mad props to single parents. This shit ain't easy, man. Oh no, you got to sacrifice a lot of yourself just so that the kid can be healthy. Yeah, you know. I can remember I did that for a little while with my older two when they were younger, and damn, um, I can remember picking them up, work, going to work in the morning, you know, dropping them off to daycare, working all goddamn day, then going picking them up from daycare. Then, you know, trying to come home, scramble some food together and everything. Yeah. And I can remember times that all of us fell asleep on the couch. I'm still in my damn yeah. uniform and shit, just fucking tired as fuck. And I remember one time I did that and the little one, the the boy, he woke up while I was asleep and um, the oldest one, my daughter, she was asleep. And uh, he, when I came to, he had hands full of poop and he ain't had no diaper on. Oh. And then oh, I was like, man. What, what the fuck? Where's your diaper? And then I look over at my daughter and he done put poop in her head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, man, that's hilarious. Oh, man, I don't think I ever told her that story. I'm going to enlighten her one day. <laughs> that's a good story. She had, she got a poopoo head. Yeah, I, I, mean, I remember I had to, damn, take her, put her in the tub and wash her hair and shit. <laughs> and shit. <laughs> hair and shit hair and shit yeah dude that's crazy yeah no the there was one time i told you about that the time my son electrocuted himself what yeah my son electrocuted himself we fell asleep on the floor oh yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and i was charging my phone and he put the fucking charger in his mouth and now he's got he's even got lightning you know how when people get struck by lightning they have those lightning marks in their eyes the the, white of their eyes those like the little tree has that things yeah he has that in his eyes, and in that, and then he has a big, a big scar in the corner of his mouth. He's the chosen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, now, and now every time so, you walk by the lamp, it flicker and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's full. That's probably why he's so damn hyper all the time. 
He, oh, he's that um, he that um, that gremlin from Gremlins too, the one that they turn into a lightning bolt and shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking floating around in this motherfucker. So I mean, yeah. you talk about doing the single dad thing. I mean, you go to Indiana, the kid coming too. Yeah, yeah, I can't leave with his mom. Yeah, yeah, because because she she's already got two other kids. She had two other kids like right after she left. Back to back, you know, yeah. and, and she's 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 doing the best she can. But, you know, she has her sister watch her kids and her sister's a fucking loser. I don't care what anybody says. She's a loser. Her kids have had lice for over three years and, and they eat garbage food. Their kids are always sick. And it's like, no, I'm not putting my son in that situation. My son will always be better off with me. Word. And, you know, it, it, I'll offer for her to come with me. You know, we don't have to be in no relationship. We don't have to have sex. I don't even want to have sex with her. Like, but my son needs his mom. I'm I'm not taking that away from him, but I do have to provide a better life for him. And if that means that I need to leave the state and go somewhere else where there's better opportunities, fine. And you know what? I'll just buy a VR headset for her and she can hang out with him in VR. It's pretty <laughs> dope. It's pretty dope, man. Like VR can solve a lot of long distance problems. I know, man, because they got the, um, I forget it. You can watch Netflix together. You can play games together. You can do a lot of shit. Like, I was just thinking today, uh, I was playing poker. Now, let's say you had a VR headset and and a couple of other buddies had a VR headset. And we went into, we made our own, we hosted our own poker room. We could legitimately live stream a poker match podcast. Word. Where we're playing poker and we could talk to each other and we could live stream it. That it's completely doable, and all you have to do is have an Oculus Quest or Oculus Rift. All right. And it's like my Oculus costs five hundred bucks because I got the one hundred twenty-eight gigabyte, and it's mobile. It's not the the Oculus Rift costs less. I think it's like three hundred bucks. But that's not mobile. You just have to hook it to. Yeah, it. it's tethered to the tethered to the PC. Yeah. Word. I like the mobile one because, like, right now I'm sitting in the middle of my living room. That's it. I'm just sitting here. Just, with the fucking goggles on my face. Yeah, I'm in outer space. I'm in outer space talking to you. I'm looking at a galaxy cloud. If I look up, there's stars. There's a shooting star on the right side of me. Dude, it's sick. So it takes me out of reality legitimately. So and and I'm go ahead. Yeah, so like whenever I'm talking to you or whatever, what do you see? Oh, I don't see anything. I just hear your voice. So I'm So like, you're like God right. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I read your mind. I knew you were going with that. My bad. I took your punchline. Yeah. It was like, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool, man. It's it's really cool. And there's a, uh, so my monitors went out on my PC. And uh, the good thing is, is I, I downloaded, it's called Virtual Desktop. Mm-hmm. It costs like 20 bucks. And I'm looking at my desktop right now. That's how I'm talking to you on Skype is my virtual desktop. I'm sitting in the middle of my li- living room. It's sick, dude. So you you in, you in space with your la- with your uh, your screen just floating in front yes, of you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes, that's how I do my writing in the mornings in in outer space. That's fucking weird, man. It's cool, dude. And you know what? This is like honestly, you know how I I don't know if you remember, but I have a hard time spending money. Mm-hmm. Anytime I spend money, I feel guilty. Oh yes, this same. is the only thing I don't feel guilty about. I don't feel guilty about this at all. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm always hit with that buyer's remorse, even though it's a, oh, some, some, even if I saved for it, if it's something that I always want, as soon as I get that receipt in my hand, I'm like, oh, you know how many the uh, 
you know how much food I could yeah. bought with this or some shit like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or when something goes wrong, yeah, like, right. You're like, oh, I could have used that five hundred for this. Damn it. Exactly. So, yeah, but it's dope, man. This is the first time I've ever not feel guilty. Like, okay, because there's a meditation app called Trip. Mm-hmm. I use it sometimes in the morning and sometimes at night, and it's like the same concept where. They create a a 3D virtual reality scenario with certain shapes and certain colors to make you feel a certain way. And it's legitimately helped me with my like PTSD, my depression, my anxiety. Because like in the sometimes at night I'll get anxiety out of nowhere and I can't go to sleep. But if I if I go on to trip, it'll ask me how I'm feeling. How am I feeling? I'm feeling this, this, and this. And it'll take me to a thing where they use color theory. It'll either be all blue and yellow, green. It'll have certain colors. It'll have certain shapes. And it will legitimately relax me. Word. Man. Um, yeah. I don't know. I still can't get past having the shit on my face. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, this is what I always tell people. The Oculus Quest is basically the Nokia brick phone. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Like, you can so only we, go we up still have there. to wait for the Razor, the Motorola Razor, to come out, and yeah. then the iPhone is going to come out, and then the fucking Android. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's going to get better, and it's going to get smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, what do you? How do you feel about movies or whatever? Do you feel like whenever you watch a, a futuristic movie or whatever, and they have this technology that we have never seen, you know, currently? The, do you think that's so what just I, the blueprint what I of something they have in the background? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I what I consider it I consider the writers of of sci-fi, I consider them prophets of the future. Mm-hmm. Like it's been said for a long time, sci-fi writers are the prophets of the future cuz I mean basically every like let's see what is one uh altered carbon. I think yes. that's the future. Ugh, man, I think that's, that's scary. the future 100%. I just finished that. This shit's scary, man. <laughs> Dude, that's the future 100%. That's where we're headed. They're already trying to upload consciousness. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, then you got Elon Musk. My nose is getting all cloggy. Elon Musk with the Neuralink, where he implants the wires in the brain. And I don't know if you watch anime, but Sword Art Online. Word. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude. It's, it's, it's happening. Sci-fi writers are the prophets of the future. I don't know. That shit's kind of scared me, man. Oh, you got to embrace it, man. Because know, like, human beings, yeah. what we essentially are is pure energy. What makes us special is our energy, not our body. Our bodies don't make us special. It makes us athletic. It makes what we do special. But essentially what we are is a fucking energy being held within a quantum computer. Our brains, our gray matter is a biochemical quantum com- computer. Quantum leap. Yep, and and all we are is the energy that inhabits the quant the gray matter. Word, man. You, you speak- I can go on and on with this, bro. I know. I I've seen on, you go like, on and on. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, uh, let's say uh, dimethyltryptamine, the DMT molecule. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The the human body experiences it twenty seven days after conception. That's why I say abortion should only be legal before twenty seven days. After the after the, the, the fetus experiences a, a dimethyltryptamine trip, then that is a human being because that means that the spirit, the soul, the energy of that human being has entered that little creature. Mm-hmm. You so, get what I'm saying? When we die, our body floods with dimethyltryptamine. 
Uh, when we sleep, our body floods with dimethyltryptamine. When we dream, essentially. Mm-hmm. So my theory is, is dimethyltryptamine is the soul molecule that helps transport our energy through quantum space. And the thing about quantum space, space, time, and thought are one and the same. It's all the same. It's relative to the viewer. Man, that's you putting this I, stuff in your book? <laughs> no, no. My book is basically an autobiography. Mm-hmm. If if I if it sells good, then I'll write a book on this stuff. <laughs> you, should, you should. But this is the stuff I think about, dude. See that that's more of what along the lines of what my book is. It's just not like it's not going to be an autobiography or whatever the fuck. It's just going to be random thoughts, like legit. Like whatever I'm feeling at the moment, that's what I'm writing about. It's not going to be in a specific yeah. order. It's not going to really have chapters or nothing. It's just going to be a book full of bullshit that I wrote down. Some of it is hand- Rob's book of thoughts. Yeah, it's, it's like some of it is legit handwritten. Some of it uh-huh. is uh, typed. Some of it is just you know scribbles on my iPad, pictures and shit. Yeah. Is is just random shit in the book. <laughs> there you go. That matches your brand. Yeah, it's just like. It's more like, like I said, it's just to get the damn thing done. <laughs> I said I was going to yeah, do yeah, it, so you, I got to well, get the motherfucker done. That's the first phase of writing anyways. That's the first phase is just getting it out. Yeah. The second phase is making it cohesive so that it ties together. That's the hard part because you have to have it tied together. Randomness, chaos is order. Chaos is order. Without chaos, there is no order. Mm-hmm. So even though your thoughts are random, there has to be an order. There has to be a link that connects all your thoughts. The randomness, there's a reason for the randomness. And that's that's probably what your second phase is going to be, is finding out what that link is. What is the link that connects all your random thoughts? Exactly. There you go. Can, I, can you put up a can you pull up a therapy couch in your VR and I could just lay oh, on it real quick? <laughs> I sure could. I sure could. But you have to have a VR headset first. Damn, you're right. <laughs> You, you know what? I'll just get this cardboard box I got sitting over here and I'll put my phone in it and put it on my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do that. Yeah. You can you can do that. See, it's it, not as cool. Yeah. That, but that's, that's what um kind of got me in the beginning because um they started pushing this Oculus thing because I think Facebook bought it. And then um the yep. one for uh, PlayStation, they started pushing that. Yep. And they was talking about it. Has it. They was talking about it coming out and everything. And then after a while, I started seeing all these little makeshift and this bullshit VR headsets up in Walmart. Yep. You slide your phone in it. Yeah, that and all kind of other <clears throat> shit. And I was just like, man, this is some trash. I don't want that shit. <laughs> nah, dude. I, I had those. I had the kind where you slide your phone in it. That is garbage. Yes. But the Oculus Quest, bro, it's the bee's knees. I ain't going to lie to you. Like I've never been so hype about anything in my like I want my friends to have this so that I can share this experience with them, you know. Because mm-hmm. I remember um, Ice in the Face was talking about it a while back. You know, um, they was talking about they wanted to do the same thing to what you was talking about, like host a virtual podcast. And all we got to be the first. Like well, there's already a virtual podcast, by the way, mm-hmm. but they use they use 360 camera. But I'm yeah. thinking. VR avatar, like legit in a yeah. VR world where all like whoever's in the podcast, we're all recording. Yeah. And we can edit the video to where whoever's talking, we can use their recording. Mm-hmm. So every time it switches to each individual's view. So it's like a legit show. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's the same thing they was talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they're on track. They're on track. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't know, man. It, it's this basically kind of what, 
I believe VR is going to be pushed to the forefront here in the near future yep. because of what's going oh, on yeah. right now. And I mean, exactly. you've already been taking advantage of it, and you're already touting the the the, uh, the, the glory I'm of always it. ahead of the curve. <laughs> curve head. Cur- they call me, they call me curvy because I'm always curving. Yeah. Swerving on these hoes. Swerving Sorry. on these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I mean yeah. have you done your research? You're talking about going to um Indiana and everything. Have you been looking into it and seeing what's no, around? I put things like that off until last minute. Like like today, I sold my Jaguar and I I've literally been putting it off. You know, I woke up this morning, what called pick apart. Because I know you got I a lot of animals. The- are you talking about an actual Jaguar or a car? <laughs> no, yeah, I wish I had a real Jaguar. You know, that's my Mayan astrological sign is the is the Jaguar. I never knew that until like this last year. Word. Which is which is cool because I had a Jaguar car. It was like weird synchronicity type shit. No, but I woke up at three thirty this morning, took the trash out around five thirty after writing my uh, editing my book. I the sun started to come up. I went outside. The whole front end was off the car. I put the front end. I put the whole car together in like an hour. Had it ready to go by eleven o'clock, and then the fucking tow truck came, took it. I sold it for two hundred bucks. That's two hundred bucks that I didn't have. I was dead ass broke, dead ass broke. And then my son got picked up. I went and bought two beers. Now I'm all saucy doing a podcast. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I think, but, uh, I, think uh, I got off topic. What were we talking about? You talking about Indiana? Yeah. Well, um, I was talking to my stepdad, the guy who gave me his last name, and I was telling him about everything that's going on around here. And he was like, "Well, there's there's plenty of work out here," which to me was like a hint. You know, you you have a place out here if you want. So you know, because I don't really have anywhere else to go. Like, if I lose this house, I will legit be homeless, and I don't ever want to be homeless. And I don't really want to live in California anyway, so I figured I would go out there, crash at his pad until I can get a job, get on my feet. Um, what I really want to do, what my goal is, my my real goal, is I want to save up about 20 grand, 20, 30 grand, and buy a homestead somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's That's my dream. I want to buy a homestead in the middle of fucking nowhere. I want to do it. I want to build my house out of shipping containers. And then yeah, I want to yeah, that's land the, that's the that's the move out here in uh, Houston. The, those things are popping up everywhere, man. The freaking um, they building little apartments out of the um, freaking ISO containers. They building office spaces out of ISO containers and everything. So that's like that's the, the that's, containers only two grand, dude. Yeah, that's the hot shit around here. Yeah, and, and what so I seen for the thing. first time, you know, in person you know, being in the big city of Houston is a damn gentrification. It's strange watching, right? Yeah. It's just like we that that I have a problem with gentrification. Yeah. Because that's the that's the love of money. That's all gentrification is. Is the love of money. I mean everything's nice. You get fancier things, but you lose the spirit of your community. Yeah. There's no there's no small uh, small mom and pop shops. And I think that's important for America to have, where individual Americans own their own businesses. I think that is where it should be. I don't think like I think each town should have their own coffee shop. I don't think it should be Starbucks everywhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It needs to be individualized because the individual makes up the whole. Mm-hmm. That's what America seems to forget. Yeah, because like 
I I noticed it because um you know they had the XFL going on before all this shit happened and Houston has an XFL team and I've been going to the games and stuff and where they have the games is in the hood <laughs> you know the women football right nah the XFL that's the um, the WWE shit you know they they taking a second stab at it that's like an arena type football nah it's um it's regular football they just the rules are kind of wonky. You know, it's not oh, like it's a lot rougher. They like clothesline fools and shit. And nah, that's what they used to do. They don't do that so much now. Oh. It's um safer because, like, if you're familiar oh. with football, you know you got the the punt return. So as soon as the kicker punt that ball, everybody can take off down the field and plow into each other. In the XFL, okay. you can't run until the receiver catches the ball off the punt. So that's when oh. everybody can merge in on each other and try to tackle the ball carrier and all that stuff. So they got different rules like that and shit. Yeah. But it's okay. fun. It's great. Houston was undefeated. I went to a couple games and shit. I was really enjoying it. And then, um, you know, driving through the urban areas, as I will call them, to get to the stadium, um, it was kind of like, oh, man, this kind of remind me of home in certain kind of ways. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I see this freaking apartment building that don't look like it belong there and shit <laughs> it's and, all random yeah it's just like brand new pristine <laughs> right off the fresh out the packaging and shit and then i yeah. go around the corner and shit they got um the iso house that are like i was t- like we were just talking about they yeah they built a couple of those around there and i was just like slowly it, i went to two games the first time i went around there it was like I went a I went a different way to the stadium, so I seen more of the hood that way. And then the second time around, going to another game, I went a different way, and that's when I start seeing within the hood all these brand new houses and apartment buildings and all kind of shit like that. And I was like, "Yeah, man, it's happening." <laughs> Especially if that XFL shit take off, and it was until this Corona shit. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's the people that gonna live in them apartment buildings and all this other crazy shit is you know that's what they see in when they come in there oh so, look at this new apartment building look at all this so what you're telling me is Houston is turning into Austin 316 for God yeah that's a new thing about me is I'm super religious though I will I won't say religious I'm spiritual I'm super yeah. spiritual now and I believe in God work didn't, yeah. Didn't you, so I know in my depression, little, I know you was a little last, angrier before, but it seemed like you didn't yeah. even out. Well, it's because I was on a journey. Yeah. I mean, you saw me in the beginning of my journey. Yes. I mean, you you've listened to I don't know, maybe you listened to the show, maybe you didn't. Whoever listened to the show, who used to listen to my show, there's there was a there was a beginning to my journey where I started to study shit, and it started with studying emotional intelligence and intellectual. Uh, no and emotional intelligence and spiritual intelligence like there's certain intelligences that that you can gain and and what i did was is i just started studying and and i just went down a fucking giant rabbit hole where where my mind was like okay this connects this connects this connects and it and it completely led me to the bible everything that i studied led me to the bible so what i did was in the last um last year and a half i studied the book of Enoch, which is the seventh generation of Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. I, I read the Emerald Tablet of Thoth, who was the scribe of God during the time of Egypt. 
And then I read the Old Testament and I read the the recent Bible. And the the stuff that I'm reading now is the the gospels that were left out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it's like, holy fuck, this shit is making sense. Like the gospels that were left out of the Bible were meant for right now. Like the the gospel of Philip. It says, uh, there's one one passage that fucking blew my mind. It says the uh evil forces serve the saints. And it's like when you think of the Catholic Church, what do you think of? Yeah, like priest touch pedophilia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's evil because it's taking away the innocence of a child. That's just pure evil. Mm-hmm. And it, it blew my mind. I was like, holy shit, everything's making sense. Like in the Gospel of Thomas, that wasn't in the Bible. Jesus left by Jesus left three three uh, three rules of his last the final covenant. It was. Um, he said, those who follow the covenants of the past are blessed, but uh, as for the uh, – I'm going to paraphrase. As for the covenant of now, thou, uh, you, do not lie, do not do what you hate, and love your fellow man as if, as if they are your own soul and they are the apple of your eye. And I was thinking, I was like, nobody fucking does any of those three. Even Christians don't do those things. Mm-hmm. And it's not so and much it's like, like a, a religious thing. It's almost like a life it's lesson. Not. It's almost like a life lesson. I mean, you people would, I mean, they go to jo- jobs every day that they fucking hate, you know, but. Yes, they're unhappy. <laughs> they're miserable. They're depressed. They're anxious. Then they come home. They mistreat their wife. They mistreat their kids because they're miserable and they don't know it. To them, they're doing what they need to do. Because you know what bothers me is another revelation I had was America. America is the kingdom of heaven. It is the kingdom of heaven. If you really, really think about it, we legitimately have everything. Like I am dead ass broke. I had no family. I raised myself since I was 14 and I have always had everything I needed mm-hmm. always. And some part of me always knew that. And that's, that's why I always kept going. I always kept trying, but it's like, I, there's so many people I decided to not be friends with anymore because they act like they need to survive. And it's like, you're surviving already. You're in America. This is America, the greatest nation to ever exist. And then uh, I don't know if I told you before, but I found out that Thomas Jefferson was my ancestor. Did I tell you that? Well, you did a 23 and me. Yes. I'm related to Thomas Jefferson. He's like my great, 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 great grandpa. Word. And so he wrote the declaration of like 90 percent of the declaration of independence was from him. And there are 260 Bible verses in the Declaration of Independence. So the Declaration of Independence is technically a religious document. Mm hmm. So the way I see it, and then, all right, this is going to make me uh, grandiose. This is going to make me think highly of myself to the, to the, you know, other people listening. But what I, I, after all the studying I did, I decided to question, I had a question. I was like, where did the apostles of Jesus Christ go after he died? Yeah. So I Googled it. What were the migration patterns of Jesus Christ? And then I aligned the, the gene the gene, uh, the paternal, the paternal gene that connects me to Thomas Jefferson. I looked at the migration pattern of it. It started in in East Africa, but it moved its way up through the Middle East and then through Britain, Germany, and Ireland and Russia, and then to America. And it matched up perfectly with the the apostles. Yeah, damn it. So. 
I'm thinking, so you probably already know what I'm thinking. You, you kin to Jesus? Kin to Jesus? Uh, hey, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I thought it. I didn't say it. <laughs> we all kin to Jesus. Think about it, man. <laughs> think about my mind. Think, of the, but think about the way I think. Yeah. How many people have told me that I'm wise beyond my years? Like, I don't, I don't, like, I hate talking about it because it makes me sound like I'm boasting about myself. But this is like, all you have to do is go back and listen to, like, The Naked Porch. Mm-hmm. Fucking Ray used to say that I'm wise beyond my years all the time. Now, let's, since we're on the subject of the Bible. Uh, okay. What are your thoughts on revelations and all that? It's symbolism. Mm-hmm. Now, in order to understand it, you have to understand symbolism, and that's why people have a problem with it. Like, I don't, I don't take the Bible as its whole because, yeah. granted, it has been written by man. Yeah. But that's why I got excited about the Gospel of Thomas. The Gospel of Thomas is reported to be the exact account of what Jesus said. Like the gospel, like Thomas, he did. He was like the scientist of the apostles. He was the stenographer. Right? <laughs> He wanted he wanted facts. He wanted cold hard truth. That's why in the Bible it said uh, uh, Thomas he he wasn't going to believe him until he saw the marks. And then Jesus showed up to Thomas and he showed him the holes in his hand. And that's when the, uh, Thomas believed. That's when he finally truly believed in Jesus. Is after the fact. He didn't believe the whole time, but he was following him because Jesus was considered the philosopher of kindness. Mm-hmm. Kindness is the key to happiness. Be kind to your fellow. If everybody is kind to their fellow man, the whole world goes round. Yeah. Like if everybody wash so their the goddamn idea- hands and stay in the goddamn house and be kind. We be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wash your hands, you dirty ass. Yeah, man. It's it's nuts. It's nuts. And and you know, religiously, you can look at this whole coronavirus thing to show how the culture has been wrong this whole time. Because the most important thing in this world is family. It's love. It's kindness, spending time with each other. Money is important. It's an asset to get through life, but it's not like people like to say money is king. It's not king. It's not. It's a trap. It's not king. It's a trap. Yeah. It's a trap. Like, let's say you have a job right now making $100,000. Then you get a job to make $190,000, but that job you don't even like. Mm. You're miserable at that job. You come home, you're angry, you have to drink all the time to make the anxiety go away. Like, you know what I mean? You're buying things to make yourself feel important. When you could have a job that is fulfilling to your to your own soul, not to anybody else, not to, to make anybody else happy, but you're doing something that legitimately brings joy to your heart and you make money for it, that is what you're supposed to be doing. That is how you find happiness. And nobody sees it that way. Everybody's like, the more money, the better. And it's like, no, man. No. you what, what, So you could buy more stuff and be still unhappy? Yeah. No. And it's, and it's weird to me, man. It's just like money is a man-made thing. Yes. That we is, could still barter and yeah, survive that, exactly the same. But, but that's what I'm saying. It's just like we do not need <laughs> money to make things. Because exactly. like, all right, so like. You go to a grocery store and or, well, fuck the grocery store. You you want to make a cake. There's nothing okay. in those ingredients to make a cake that says put money into it. Put a dollar in here exactly. and, and you get a cake. You know, that's what I'm that's, saying. It's, this reason right here is why I'm obsessed with owning a homestead. So you can grow your own things why, and all that other stuff. 
Well, the idea, my my whole, the overall picture of my idea is basically what Kanye did. Kanye, because he's a billionaire, he bought 4,000 acres in Wyoming. Okay? But my idea is, is to get a group of friends that have the same idea to purchase neighboring homesteads and build a town based on the ideology. Mm-hmm. Right? And then change the world that way. Because we could set the example. And and the reason why I say now is the time, because Trump is putting forth a uh, a rural internet act, like where he's going to provide internet to rural areas. Mm-hmm. So way, it's like, we can, can still do this and do our thing. Yeah, that, that way they can tap into you anywhere now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least as long as I can do what I want, I don't fucking care <laughs> yeah, who's I watching. I don't give a shit. I'll walk around this yeah. bitch with my dick out. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, watch me. Watch me. Watch me. <laughs> yeah, one of you FBI agents is sitting there right now jacking off to my ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> a wrinkly sack uh, that's funny but um back to the revelations things or whatever i mean like like you were saying there's a lot of metaphors and all kind of things like that i mean do you really yeah. believe there was a goat with like seven horns and shit breaking seals no no no, no 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 it's all symbolism yeah, yeah no that's like, what I'm, they that's talk what I'm about saying. A, they talk about a beast they talk about like they're in uh, Isaiah predicted the kingdom of heaven would be represented by the bison. It's it, it was uh it would say a bovine with the horns of a sheep. Mm-hmm. What is that? A bison, which is a native animal to North America. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And each horn, the one horn represents Sophia, one horn represents logos, which is wisdom and law. Mm-hmm. What is America based on? Wisdom and law. That's why I say America is the fucking kingdom of heaven. It also said that the kingdom of heaven will have seven trees that never die for seven years. What does America have? Pine trees, certain trees that never fucking die. They stay green for a long ass time. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. I, I, I ain't saying I know everything, but I'm saying all arrows are pointing to America. Yeah. And the problem is, here's the problem. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to ruffle some feathers. Here it is. You ready? Mm-hmm. Democracy is the devil. Yes. We because all. why? We should all. What is the that. definition of democracy? Institutionalized freedom. What does that mean? Other people are in charge of our freedom. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. Supposedly I, protecting I like, us from I like, ourselves. I like republic. What was that? I said supposedly protecting us from ourselves. Yeah, no, we don't need anybody protecting us from ourselves. We're humans and we're American. We know what we want. We know what we like. As long as we're left alone and we don't hurt the other people, that should be plenty enough. Yeah. Now, so, you know, we got all that stuff or whatever. But like what what I'm really trying to get to the point of is because somebody brought this to me and I never really thought about it that way before. But you was um, alluding to it earlier, talking about how we move into uh, a phase in uh, human evolution to where it'd be like altered carbon and yeah. everything. So for for anybody listening that never watched the show or whatever, don't know what it's about, it's pretty much um, somebody invented a way to upload your consciousness into this uh, disc that sits in um, the the, vertebra- the base of your spine. Yeah, the vertebrae your in your neck. And whatnot. So if your body dies or something happens to it to where it can't function anymore, you could take that disc out, put it in a new vessel, and you can just function, you know, just like you normally was. You just be in a different body. So Yep. A lot of you know it's I with the technologies that's real. getting um 
produced now, you know, signs would point to something like that. But what a hundred years from now, bro, a hundred years from now, for sure. That's where we're going to be. I have no doubt in my mind. That's where we're going to be. Yeah, because I I believe um, in Alter Carbon, that technology was created so they can travel to other planets and everything like that easier. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we we already talking about the body fails. Yeah. Because we already talking about going to other planets and shit now, fucking space force and all this other crazy crap. But uh, See, my my theory is is we've done it before. Mm-hmm. We've done this before. Oh. I don't think I think humans do things in cycles. Oh yeah, and so you believe in the circle, like like the flood. The flood. The flood was when the meteor struck. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, Graham Hancock and Joe Rogan's podcast and Randall Carson, they talk about the flood about fourteen thousand years ago. That could have been easily Noah, and the ark could have been just genetics, you know, two of each species. Genetics of two, like, if, like people, people like to take things literal. Mm-hmm. The, that's the thing about the Bible. There's hardly anything in the Bible that's literal except for Jesus's words. Mm-hmm. Everything else is symbolism, and so, like, if you think of the ark, an ark is just a a vessel to hold information or or energy. Right, like the Ark of the Covenant. There's, there's, there's theories that that's like a powerful uh, nuclear power source. That's why people had to stay a uh, hundred yards away from it. Like in, uh, I don't know if it was Moses or, or I, I'm not terrible with uh, yeah. like the exact information, but I get the premise of everything. Yeah, but there's where they went off in the thing and they had the covenant and then the people had us had to, had to have the faith to stay that far behind it. Mm-hmm. If you got closer, you would die. You know, to me, that's nuclear, that's nuclear technology. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know. But, but I mean, I get, I get what you're saying, but like, um, what, what was it? Um, about, um, uh, revelations, the freaking you know the apocalypse, the end of the world, all this other bullshit or whatever. Well, the, the well, term of apocalypse is doesn't necessarily mean the end of everything. It yeah. just means the end of the way of things. Yeah, well, that, that's what I was saying. That's what I was trying to get to. Like the way it was explained oh, to sorry. me. Um, you know, I was talking to a guy you you um more on the religious side, and the way he explained it to me was kind of it. It made me think about. It, it it was it sounded dope to me. Let me let me quit beating around the bush. Yeah, <laughs> but it was just like <laughs> the alter carbon thing, or whatever. It's just like um, so what they talk about in the Bible and everything, you know, fucking the righteous will just fucking disappear from the earth, and you know, we'll yeah. just be left on earth with you know just the the hooligans and canavas and all the other bullshit, the ones that uh-huh. are unworthy, and you know the world will blow up and kill everybody and they'll go to hell and all this other bullshit you know i'm paraphrasing of course <laughs> yeah so that's what they that's what it says it's gonna be like in the bible but the way he explained it to me is just like it'll be more of the lines of like you know people experimenting with uh genetics and everything and yep. try to prolong their lives instead of living a natural ending, life and dying ending hardship yeah so like you have people that uh they're already working on it and they're probably doing the shit without us knowing. They're genetically oh, yeah. modifying fetuses and shit. So they have certain Oh yeah, they traits. got that with the, what's that called? CRISPR. CRISPR. Yeah. So they, they're doing yep. that shit already. And so they can prolong lives, eliminate disease and all kind of other stuff like that. And then he's like, it almost puts it in the bound of the, you know, that child that's being born is almost soulless and shit, you know? <laughs> and it's like, he's not. Yeah. 
is like it's not really like natural like a natural human being of a natural birth and everything and that person will go on and live and live his life and die of natural causes and just be gone from this earth to where the zombie kids is just here roaming around forever and ever and they'll get to live as long enough to for to see the world implode and kill itself you know all right so in the gospel of thomas the apostles at ask if they ask what is the sign of god within you uh jesus says it is movement and repose which means the ability to move and the ability to not move right if you think about it humans are the only species on this planet that are capable of saying no to their instincts Mm -hmm. like fasting let's say fasting because fasting is a religious thing and it's actually super good for the body Mm -hmm. and we're literally the only species that is capable to choose not to eat we're the only one. I mean, other than whales, like killer whales, they can kill themselves by starving themselves. So that makes me question things. But also, it also said uh, that that uh, Jesus said that God is the light that came into being of its own accord and came to rest on its own. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the Big Bang, right? Because the Big Bang had to be pure darkness, and then there, all of a sudden there was light. So that's one of the first things God said, let there be light. Right? So to me, Einstein, Einstein had it nailed on the head. He said energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So that means energy is infinite. There's only one thing in the universe that is infinite, and that's God. So the one thing that is within all things is energy. Even the smallest molecule has energy. Mm-hmm. Energy is the only – so that's why I believe that our, our consciousness, our brain – it also said that he breathed life into us, and to me, that's like a Voldemort situation where he gave us a piece <laughs> of his soul. You know what I'm saying? All the horror So cruxes. each one, like, go ahead. I said all the horcruxes. <laughs> exactly. So Adam and Eve were the first two horcruxes. That's why, like, when you read the Bible, they lived for such a long time, and and the generations after them. I mean, we're talking Enoch, all those people. They lived for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. So you would you would think that the, the 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 energy that was given to them wasn't as diluted. So they got to live a little bit longer. But as the generations go on, generations go on, the energy gets diluted. Yeah. And so the lifespans shorten, but we still have that spark of divinity, mm-hmm. which makes us human. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. So, like, to me, science and religion go hand in fucking hand. There is no fucking difference between the two because science proves fact and God is fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a I, I found a quote like that um, a long time ago. I put it on my Facebook and it, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it said it in a scientific way about how God is real or Jesus is real and shit like that. And it, with uh it's a protein I think it's talking about the protein thing no, where no, no. it binds all cells together. No, it's not even that. It was just like almost oh. like a math problem. It was like if this is relative to this and this is real and this is that and this and that so that therefore he oh. is you know, it was some crazy shit. I had to try to find it. Yeah. But um oh, that's interesting. This is uh the random realms with God talk. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny is my my podcast is called God Shape Mommy Hole. Yes, it's a hole so big it can never be filled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just like um, your thoughts on religion change from a child to an adult and everything because you you experience the world and as a kid you just told hey this is what it is and you just do this yeah. shit you know but then you grow up and become a free thinker and all this other stuff and then you 
you know, understand the world more. So it's just like, all right, yeah, I don't think this person sat inside a well for this long and survived. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. This has to be. It's a metaphor ha- for something. Yeah. It's it's basically what uh, uh, Jordan Peterson, Doctor Jordan Peterson, talks about. He he always he always uses the Pinocchio scenario. Mm. Because Pinocchio had to go to the well to, to, to save his father. And there's like all these psychological back and forth that makes so much sense when it's, de- when it's described by a philosopher slash clinician, psych- psychiatrist, whatever he is. You know, it makes sense. It's like, oh, okay, I get it now. That, like the, the, the belly of the well is like a heavy depression, mm-hmm. you know. And, and to come out of that heavy depression, you need to be saved. There has to be a savior to save you. And sometimes that savior is yourself. Mm-hmm. Or a little wooden boy. That's what I had to learn. Or a little wooden boy no one, with, with a donkey nose and <laughs> donkey ears and yeah. a long nose. Well, I mean, think about it. Think about it. The idea was is he looks like a jackass. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the symbolism. That's where, like, you have to be able to take and see something and understand what they're trying to say. Yeah. You have to see with your eyes and hear. You have to hear with your eyes. There you go. Yes, hear with your eyes. You know, and yeah. then if you um, if I stick my dick in here, you can hear me coming too. Ah! <laughs> 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 uh, but but if it, but if it's in your eyeball, you can never see me coming. <laughs> 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 oh fuck! Oh no! Yes. Oh, okay. Does that, does that, does <laughs> that, that took a left turn? <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> uh, oh fuck! See, man, that's, that's it's funny. good to have a hearty laugh after all that deep shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get lost in that shit a lot. Yeah, and it and it's like people like you who you know go into that stuff that I. Uh, seldomly, yeah, that I seldomly journey into. I, you know, it's interesting to you know hear you know similar takes on the same shit, even though I'm not deep into it like that. Because I, I mean, I understand what you're saying, and yeah, it, it's just cool. I think it's cool anyway. I like it. I feel like for me, that's my purpose. I, I feel like for me, my purpose is to be an interpreter, a philosopher. Like my, my job in this world is to show other people that have been in my situation how they can get out because I've been through the journey and I, I took in all the information and I learned as much as I possibly could, you know, and at the end of the day, what else is there to do with our lives other than to help other people? Yes. Like why be so selfish and only worry about yourself? If, if everybody is looking out for their fellow man, nobody has to worry. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it, very it's that simple yeah and it's just like it can be the simplest thing of like hey man you dropped your wallet or just you know or something. or when your friend's depressed show up and make him undepressed yeah you know what i mean that's something that bothers me because depression is very i feel like you can you can save a life just by showing up to your depressed ass friend's house and forcing his ass out of the house going out having fun ignore like not necessarily ignoring their depression but doing whatever you can to take their mind off the depression so that they can realize like hey there's more to life than just my depression and that gives them a little leg up to fight the depression and and legitimately that's all it takes is a friend to show up even if they don't even if your friend says no don't no don't like 
you love your friend, you're going to show up to save their life because if they're depressed, it's possible they can die. Yeah. And then you will no longer have a friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, many people take depression many different ways and everything. And it's like you can sit there and be on their ass and, you know, just freaking try to force them to do shit. You know, that can be hard, but sometimes they just need a motherfucker to vent to. You know, so yeah, some somebody just like that's happened to me. You know, I reached out to one of my local friends. I told him I was like, "Hey, man, I need I need a friend right now," and he didn't even show up. And then you know, my son's godfather he moved back from uh, South Korea, and he's you know kind of local. He's like thirty minutes away, and I was going through this depression, and he was just not showing up, not showing up at all. And I'm like, "You're my son's godfather." The, the purpose of a godfather is to be the spiritual guider of your of the the child and he would he didn't even show up to his birthday and his birthday was in December so I had to tell him like I absolve you of your your responsibility as my son's godfather because you are not taking the responsibility seriously you know and and it's all because to him getting working his and it, it upset me it upset me because yeah. he was an online tutor and he could have easily tutored from my house if you know like I needed a friend. And he just wouldn't be there for me. And that that's what bothered me. Like, if I was a weaker man, like a weaker man like I used to be, I could have ended my life simply because a friend never showed up. And and now that I think about it, like, that's that's a lot, you know? Like, how many people reach out and don't get answered, you know? Yeah. That's depressing to think about because you know, friendship is a choice. Yeah. And, and that's a choice that you morally have to honor. Otherwise, what are you doing? Mm. And then I, you know, I try to make myself more available a lot of times because, damn, I've talked about it on the show here recently that people that I've served with just damn been popping up dead and shit. And it's like yeah, self-inflicted. And I'm like, God damn, you know? Yeah. PTSD, man. It's real, dude. It's heavy. Like, I didn't even know that I had PTSD. I just thought I was depressed and, uh, you know, but like I legit have PTSD because you know, I raised myself. I had a shitload of trauma in my life, like a ton of trauma, a ton. Like it's unreal. It's unreal. That's why the teacher said I have a, a potentially great book. And it's just like, you know, all I needed was a friend sometimes. Like I don't need a friend all the time. It's just when I get into those dark areas, I need a friend to come. Hey, hey, you know, slap me and pull me out, bring me back to reality. Because all depression is is focusing and dwelling on all your mistakes of the past mm. and and you need someone you need someone to take you out of that to remind you about your right now because jesus says there is no past there is no future yeah. the, there is only now the kingdom of heaven is right now which means the moment that we are talking right now me and you this is the kingdom of heaven this right now i'm in outer space bro and you're in te- Houston, Texas. You feel <laughs> yeah. me? I forgot you was in an asteroid belt right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I'm in a, a cloud gla- galaxy thingy. I'm in a cloud. <laughs> and, and you know what you talk, what you talk about? It, like, I feel like is um, a detriment to me as well sometimes because, like, I do not dwell in the past. You know, past, that's so lucky. Yeah, dude. The past. I don't know. Yeah. The past is yesterday to me. And it's just like. I know that I'm here right now to do what I have to do for, you know, tomorrow because tomorrow will be now, you know, because exactly, you know, that's yeah. how I've always been or whatever, because like when I ever whenever I hit my low and I had my trauma in my life and then 
what brought me out of that and like I almost died you know deploying and shit oh, so I was just like yeah. well fuck dog I couldn't I, I could have died and not been here to do shit you know yeah not to see my kids grow not to do anything from that point yep. on and from then I just been like fuck it dog and it's just like what I feel like is a detriment to me sometimes is like my wife my wife um why she she holds on to a lot of shit so like check it out we had a conversation we have it every so often we've been together damn near 13 years so she's like she'll come out of the blue you know how spouses do or whatever oh yeah do you remember what i was wearing the first time we met i was like fuck no (laughs) (laughs) well men and women think about different things yeah this is like i know that i met you and 13 years later i'm still here so I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> That's a big fucking deal for men. Like women take that shit for granted. Like the fact that you're still there after 13 years and and relatively I can't say I don't know your situation but I would say you're probably pretty happy with it. Yeah. That's a big fucking deal, man. That says a lot. That says a lot more than you remembering what clothes she was wearing, what how she smelled, how she had her hair done. It's the fact that you saw her, you met her, you enjoyed her company and you're like, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this woman. Yeah. And you do that and you actually do that. That's a big deal because most people don't actually do those things. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's a learning experience, though, because this is my second marriage, man. And <laughs> it's just like you learn from that last one. And then, you know what you don't want. After exactly. The first one. Yeah. But at the same time, what you unsurface in the new one is damn how bad you were in the last one. <laughs> yes. Because, I mean, it's you, not, it's, it, it can oh, be, because it can ultimately be someone's fault, but it's not. You have uh, to accept it as your own. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not just that person's fault. So, like, yeah. what ended. Because you both made choices. Yeah. Because what ended my last marriage was adultery, you know? Okay. So, yeah. Mine too. Mine too. So, damn. But you were young. Yeah, you were young, no? Exactly. So like It's typical. So what what I can what I contributed to her, to her making that decision what I what I pieced together cuz I mean I, I can't speak for someone else. But what I okay. contri- what I feel I contributed to that was I knocked her up. Then I went off to boot camp. And then I was not there <laughs> I was not there for that first pregnancy, you know, cuz and then like yeah. like you said we was freaking 18 and 19 years old. You know, yep. never been away from home, never had our own shit, you know, because usually when you're 18, 19, you're graduating, you're going off to college or you're starting a career path or whatever, and you come into your own, you experience life by yourself and you yeah, do shit yep. for yourself, you out from under your parents, a guardian thumb, and you just want to wild the fuck out. So yep. we didn't get to do that because we got knocked up. I went away to Same. boot camp and um, missed out that whole pregnancy. And uh, I missed the damn birth by a day because I was trying to travel oh. to get back home. So I missed that whole experience. So, I mean, that's my contrib- contribution to that choice on her end. And then, you know, she had the baby. Then I had to go back and find a place for us to stay. So there's separation you know, there, why she have a newborn that I'm not there to help with. And then, damn, she still want to be this 18, 19 year old that want to go out. and She still want to turn up, have fun, do exactly. her. Have, yeah. Yeah. Leaving my child in the care of grandparents and all kind of stuff like yep. that. Making me an angry 
rageful motherfucker fussing and shit at somebody that's 18 hours drive away and I can't do shit yeah, about so it. It's, it's like a pointless, it's a pointless bicker. Yeah. That's what that is. So that's my contribution to all that and everything. And then we finally get together and that stuff. And it's almost like I became the parent and, you know, just like yep. what I was saying, she wanted to get out and do all these other things that a normal teenager would do at 18 and 19 year old, where I'm here trying to be the responsible one and be a parent to the kid. I'm also trying to be a parent to this person too, you know? So dude, like my situation was opposite. So that was my first marriage. And then my second marriage, I was you. Mm-hmm. So the first time around I was a fuck boy. The second time around, I was a grown up, but yeah. she wanted to turn up and have fun. So, you know, yeah, I know that I know what you're talking yeah, about. So dude. then, you know, nine eleven. So I have to go away and go training, leaving her once again with kids. You know, I think I'm a die, So I knock her up again. So I'm off training. Still not there for that pregnancy. The second one. You know, yeah. So these are my contributions to those decisions or whatever, because yeah, you know, yeah. But it's but it, here's the thing. I like to I like to add this caveat with young age. Mm-hmm. It, your brain wasn't developed. No, your decision part of your brain, the part that, that makes you make good decisions, it wasn't developed. Mm-hmm. That's what people don't understand. Like, like now that's a that's a recent revelation. Mm-hmm. That's a recent like people like that wasn't a known thing ten years ago. No. But now, now it's commonly known that the the male brain doesn't finish developing until after twenty five. And see, and this is another thing too. I was a child to parents. You know, I had, I was fortunate enough to be one of the ones that had a mother and a father. So yeah. I was raised in that environment to where you know my parents have been married as long as I've been alive. I'm thirty. I'm about. To, I'm thirty eight now. So they've been together okay. a little over thirty eight years. So. That's all I've ever known. And then I have sisters and brothers that are married, that are still married today. And then I have uh, brothers and my father was former military. That's such a blessing, man. That's such a blessing. You're so lucky. Yeah. But like I grew up in that environment. So where I saw the military, I seen the family life all my life. Yeah. So when it came to me being an adult and a grown person, per se, I'm doing air quotes. That's what I automatically had implanted in my mind that I wanted. So, yeah. I, I daggone went against my judgment on a lot of things because I was chasing that thing that I had Wait, in my head for so long. You're, yeah, you're chasing your idea. Yeah, yeah. Rather than using logic and thinking about it and planning and shit like that. I was just like, you know, that's similar to my situation. Like I'm chasing an idea. That's why my life is so hard. I'm raising my son by myself because I know that it's important for a young man to have good structure and to be taught how to be a man because I was never taught how to be a man. Henceforth, my lifelong of trauma, bad decisions and being a terrible person. And I was like, now that I'm a father of a young man, like I have a daughter, but her her mom's doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Um, But with my son, I have to be, I have to be in his life every fucking day to check him to say, Nope, that's wrong. No, that's wrong. No, that's wrong. Or yeah, man, good job. That's exactly how you do it. Because I never had anything like that. And so my job is to provide the things that I never had to my son. And so that makes my life so much harder. Most men in my situation, the child would go with the mother and they would go get a job and just deliver a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And to me, that that's not good. That's not good enough. That's definitely not good enough. 
you know, you're not doing anything for the child. And and what was uh, crazy because my boy is 17 now, and damn dude, I, I got damn in, 17. Yeah, and I I got in his, we we got in his ass one day about school and all kind of stuff like that, and um he lied to us about some shit, so Ooh. got on his ass about lying. I was like, so this, uh, this is where I was going with it. I was like, so. You plan on having kids one day, right? He was supposed to. He was supposed to say yes. And I was like, so what example that you setting for your kids? If you sitting there lying all the goddamn time, so that's all they're gonna know what to do is to lie because you lie all the fucking time. Yeah. But he quelled that by saying no. He didn't want to have no kids, and I was like, that'll change. So and then I was just <laughs> like, oh shit, he he curved the shit out of me. He I had to change Hell my whole yeah. direction, but at the same time, I I, I felt kind of good because. When I was 17, 18 years old, I was thinking about having family and having kids and all kind of shit like that. So yeah. I was I was proud in that moment. <laughs> so you did a good job because you you gave him the foresight to live his own life first. It's only until he gains the wisdom to have a kid. Mm. Because that's something that comes that that I I do believe that having a kid should be later yeah. after you've experienced life, after you've fucked up, after you've made mistakes and you wised up about it then you should have kids. You shouldn't have yeah. kids in the time that you're supposed to make mistakes. But then we circle all the way back around and everything because I tell my wife yeah. this all the time. A lot of this shit happen because it's supposed to happen because I have, True. A, I, have, yeah. I have a nine-year-old now and if I hadn't did all the shit that I had did previous, I would have never met my wife. I would have never had this child exactly. that's running around here terrorizing me now. <laughs> Yeah, you like I, I feel like my purpose is to raise my son. I feel like my son is going to be great. Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like, I feel like a char. I feel like our modern time Charles Bukowski. I don't know if you know who Bukowski is. Explain. He's a he's a, a prolific poet. Yeah, I know what Bukowski is, but <laughs> <laughs> no Bukowski. He's a poet, but he's before his time, so he was never famous. And one of his famous lines was that he was blessed to have a shit life. Mm. and so like he and he knew that he wouldn't be famous until he died and he was like I think it was like 15 or 20 years after he died that he became famous mm. I feel like that's me and my job is to raise my son to be the great version of himself that he's going to be mm. in his because I wasn't afforded the opportunity yeah and I just like I feel I look at him and it's just like he don't really need a lot of shit and then he talk about going into the military which I'm not against but I was kind of fearful for for a while but then I look at him and what he does he he likes what he likes he likes to yeah. he, he's very minimalist he only need what he need when he I need love, love minimalism and then daggone as far as like clothing he not really hype on you know having the most expensive shoes he just wants some goddamn shoes and most of the shit that he wear he wear all the time and I'm looking at that and I'm just like that's a uniform. Man. That's a yeah. uniform. That just means he's not going to be wasteful. Yeah. I said, that, I said, that's a goddamn uniform. I mean, he wear the same shit every day. That's just like a fucking uniform, you know? So, yeah. so maybe he's meant for the military. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, th this would tickle me though. Cause like, <laughs> he little po chicken bean boy or whatever, skinny as fuck, you know, just like I was when I was younger. And he was talking about, uh, going into special forces. I was like, Sit Ooh. your ass down. <laughs> I, g I giggle to myself or whatever, but hey, I'm like, if that's what you want to do, son, that's what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
Good on him, man. It sounds like he's got his head on his shoulders. He's he he he's got his priorities right. We'll see. Cause, uh, yeah, because mistakes happen. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But like for me, for me, in, but like he for, handles. Yeah, but like for me, in a perfect world, in my head, for him, it's just like him getting a a regular job that he kind of enjoys, just having him a place and just being content. You know. Yeah. I mean, it'll it'll grow from there because I mean, eventually, I mean, we all desire more. But like yeah. in the meantime is what I'm talking about, because I'm not going too far in the future because that's why I live. I live here in the present. In the Now, that's where you should live. That's the kingdom of heaven, bro. Yes. And I, I you already live in the promised land. Man, I'll so, be living in the promised land in 2028. You know what happened in 2028? No kids. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I got 13 years. I got 13 years oh, left. Man, yep. I got eight more. <laughs> I'll probably have another kid. I think I want more kids. I'm done. I'm done. Ever since I found out that I'm a descendant of Thomas Jefferson, I'm like, I want to spread that gene. I want to get that gene out there. You know, it's just like, um, I think my wife says she would only have another. Well, she can't now because she had a hysterectomy. But okay. before this happened, we was like, the only way we have another kid if we win the lottery. And I was like, well, I guess we ain't having no more kids. <laughs> <laughs> so Shit, you never know, man. The podcast might take off. You might start making $70,000 an episode. Shit. Who who make that? Joe Rogan? Yeah, Joe Rogan. <laughs> he makes $75,000 an episode. What a wonderful life that is for him to just. Hey, man, but he, like, if you, you look at his example, he did exactly what, like, he, he never did what he didn't like. Yeah. He only did it for a short while until he figured out he didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And then he got on the podcast game early and just stuck with it. Yep. You know, because I mean, he's tenured as him, Kevin Smith. And, you know, I don't. There's a lot of them, man. That's yeah. been for a, for a minute. And, and and it's insane. The amount of money that they make just for talking. Like my dream, aside from the homestead, is to be either a minister or a motivational speaker. That's what I want to do. Yeah. After I get my life together, of course. But so, yeah, that's what I want to do. Because like, um. Whenever we all talk about this podcast and shit and whatnot, it's like us, the independents are bitter because a celebrity on a whim can be like, hey, start a podcast today. And that bitch is just taking off number one. Yeah, I hate that. And I hate that. That bothers me. But like, you know, we get back into, you know, Joe Rogan and all kind of stuff like that. I would never I don't listen to the show. You know, I know what I know about a show because of clips and stuff like that, which is digestible yeah. for me. I ain't listening to no three fucking hour fucking podcast. But oh, man. I love I, I love listening to the scientists. That's my favorite. Like the, the people who have real information to give. Mm-hmm. That's when I really listen. I don't really listen to when he has like comedians on or whatever, because it gets boring after a while. It gets monotonous. Yeah. But when he has like Dr. Rhonda Patrick, Graham Hancock, Randall Carson, any of anybody that has legitimate information, that's how I changed my life was by listening to Joe Rogan. I changed my life by listening to doc, all those people I mentioned and, and applying those things to my ideas and, and like Dr. Rhonda Patrick applying what she said to my body. I changed myself on the inside and on the outside, Yeah, you know? And and to me that's that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing that I was able to listen to something for free and change my life. Yeah. But like what I was saying, well like with him specifically and Kevin Smith, you know, I would never talk about them as being those type of people that just, hey, I'm a celebrity, I'm gonna do this podcast because 
I seen their journey. You know, oh yeah, from clerks yeah. all the way up until present day, and then you know him being doing tough man competitions and comedy and f- landing on Fear Factor, and you know I seen the you know I seen him build from the bottom. So I don't really yeah. get on people like that, but like I know ten motherfuckers just yesterday started a podcast, and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's, yeah, yeah, fucking bomb diggity podcast they all number one on apple podcast and all these other places i was like god damn what the fuck is this that's what i when i when i saw i went in 2017 to see um brian callen and brendan schaub at the laugh factory over here in la jolla california and somebody asked them about starting a podcast and brendan schaub was like it's all it's easy bro it was easy and I was thinking, like, yeah, for it's you. not <laughs> for, for you, you because you you had celebrity friends who allowed you on their show. They got the word out. Now, if I if me or you or whoever got on Joe Rogan's podcast, the shit would blow up. Mm-hmm. It was it would blow up. I know my show would blow up. My shit's interesting sometimes. Sometimes I'm crazy. Sometimes I got legitimate wisdom to hand out. Sometimes I'm just rambling. But. I know, I know it would blow up if I if I got a leg up like that. That would be insane. Yeah, but I don't hope for it. I don't hope for it. You know why? Because I don't believe it's going to happen. As long as, I, but as long as I keep trucking, keep moving forward, there is potential for it to happen. Yeah, and that's enough for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just I'm here, man. I'm still doing it. <laughs> I know, dude. You're you're a fucking soldier, for real. Because. Man, I I constantly see you putting stuff out. You, I saw that you made your your thing a legit business, an LLC. Yes, that's good. That's good. So like when you start making money, it's all legit. The only thing that sucks about California when you make an LLC is you have to pay fucking taxes no matter what, even if you don't make money. Oh man, I did my taxes. It's terrible. This was my first year doing taxes as a businessman, and that shit. It, it, the the lady made it simple for me. <laughs> But if she was just like telling me like you're not really going like uh, right now, I can't claim my office space as a business because I didn't make X amount and all kind of stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just like growing pain. So the income didn't. Yeah, I see what's going on. Yeah. She's like, if you made X amount in, uh, you know, revenue, you could uh, deduct um, your space that you do your work in as an expense. But I didn't hit that marker yet. So I couldn't do that yet. Yeah. Dude, there's like as a business, there's so many expenses you can mark off, but you have to make money first. That's the only yeah. shit part. Because I was in the negative this year. <laughs> oh, bro. Like, yeah. I, I, I was going over my finances, man. I legit have been poverty status my entire life. I have survived on around 10 to 15 grand a year. Yeah. Since I was an adult. One year I made 24,000. That was when I was cleaning pools. That's it. Yeah. And I get by, bro. That's what I'm trying to tell people, man. And I, I, I would legit be happy if I was just surrounded by friends and we had fun. I would not be bothered by the amount of money I made at all. Yeah. But this is... God, I think that... I, yeah. But this goddamn world that we live in. <laughs> money makes the world go round. Yeah. It's all right, though. I, I have hope. I have faith that it's going to get better. Yeah. It might take a long time, but I, I'm pretty confident that it's going to continue to get better. P- with the internet, man, the internet, it's such a revelation to society because um, 
in the Gospel of Thomas, Jesus says that all things are revealed. That's why he says, do not lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the internet, bro. You can't lie on the internet. People fucking screenshot your shit or, yep. or put you on blast. Everything is out there. So what is the best policy? Honesty. Yeah. Because nobody can get you on anything if you're honest. Mm-hmm. And then here I am with four years worth of content of me saying shit. So... <laughs> yeah i got let's see when did i start oh fuck i technically started in 2014 so yeah two years before that's shit so six years yeah over 200 episodes worth of content yeah 200 to 300 episodes i don't even know anymore i i don't even count i just put it up yeah i just i don't know why i do it It's fun. I mean, man. I mean, no, it's no. I, I'm not talking about. It. I don't know why I do the podcast. I'm talking about. I don't know why I number it. Oh, because because it, it's probably important. Maybe. Yeah. Apple, you know, with fucking Apple fucked it all up or whatever because they did they because like um if you look at the current episode or whatever let me try to pull it up real quick. I'm on episode two sixteen right now, but if you pull it up in Apple Podcast. It says, Does it do it in reverse? It says I'm on episode like one something. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Well, what? Yeah, it, it's weird. It's, it's just They like, don't catalog your oldest episodes or something? I mean, they got all, they got every single episode from episode one, but it's just the number and it's all fucked up. What? That's weird. Yeah. So I'm on like two something and on Apple podcast to say one something. It's fucking weird. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you talked to anybody else lately, like Ray or, or Jody? I just talked to Ray um, a couple of days ago. His, um, really? I sent him a message on Skype. He has a, I sent him a message on August 24th uh, last year. Well, he don't use social media no more, man. Not really. Like don't, The way I talked to him, his wife from her Instagram message just oh. said it was him. <laughs> she, oh. She's like, hey. Well, this- if you hear from him, tell him I said what's up and I miss talking to him from New York. I miss my New York friend. Yeah, he's talking about edibles and shit. And I was like, I can't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I've been poor. So I've actually, today's my first beer in, ter- in like two weeks. And I haven't been able to smoke weed either because I've been poor. So I've actually been pretty sober lately, which is strange for me. Yeah, man, it works though. I mean, you say- it does. It ain't, it ain't too bad. Mm. It ain't too bad. I like beer because it helps with my, my social anxiety. I get that shit pretty bad, man. Oh. I didn't realize that's why I turned into an asshole in social situations. Yeah, I man, I, I didn't realize that until like like the first year and a half, two years of podcasting. Because like I would always have to have a drink before I started podcasting. I didn't know why. And then I just stopped. And then I was like, oh, I didn't really need that. <laughs> yeah, I was doing that too. Remember, I was drinking two tall cans an episode. Yep. I yeah, I mean, I didn't because like for me in the beginning, I mean, it was all new to me. I never did anything to this extent. I never did anything like this before. So it was just like uh, always nerve wracking. And like even sitting here right now, I've been doing this for four years and I'm fucking sweating for whatever reason. And I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I know the feeling. I feel like I, I like I need to I need to entertain every time I'm on. Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, when I sometimes when I listen back on so like. Like the last episode I did with Jody, man, I was like, ooh, that was kind of like listening to myself. I was like, I was, I was thinking that was kind of cringy. There's parts where I was kind of cringy and there's parts where I'm like interrupting people and yeah. there's times when I don't know how to shut up. 
Yeah. And like, you know, I try to, I try to catch myself, but there's this part of me that feels like I need to show out to be entertaining, you know? Yeah. And then a lot of the times it's not even really your fault because the goddamn lag in the connection sometimes that shit pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> That's like, why, yeah, that's why I like talking to people face to face. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I, I can remember a lot of times to where people be talking, I have a good point, and I'd be like, uh, yeah, uh, and I'm trying to get in there and they still talking. I'm like, fuck. And then by the time they finish and I can get in there, I done forgot what the fuck I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. That's where notepads come in handy. I have so many notepads. I, I actually have a shoebox filled with notepads from notes of every every note I've ever taken. As far as what? podcasting everything i study it's just like when i die that's going to be a treasure trove of information yeah that's what my wife doing right now she journals everything just about she got a, she write every single fucking day even if she miss a day she'll go back and try to relive that day so she can write it down and i'm just like so you gonna publish this later on in life or something you're like no just like to write I was like, okay yeah, you it'll be me. important to the great king, the great grandkids. Yeah, because or the grandkids, whichever. Yeah, yeah I, I plan on holding on to that stuff and preserving it. Yeah, man, it's important, and you know, that's essentially what it is. I mean, think of Egypt, think of like any lost civilization. All that's left is the information that they wrote down. Yeah. I said, hopefully, nothing catastrophic happens when whenever my grandkids or great grandkids come around if I'm blessed with any that um, it don't take away my audio uh, <laughs> shit you know because this is this like is my, the internet doesn't disappear yeah this this is my testimony this is my journal and shit yeah you know so true yeah because I, yeah. I, I don't like writing <laughs> I don't like to write I write in my journal I have a journal that's like 11 the past 11 years I was thinking about publishing it, but then I was like, nah, nah. This is how I feel about writing, because like I'll get a bomb ass notebook and I hate to make mistakes in it. So I just leave it there because I don't want to fuck it up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know that's just weird like that. I don't know why. You should like the writing in my journal is like chicken scratch. None of it matches. It's all fucking Mm -hmm. sloppy. You have to like concentrate on the word to try to figure out what it is. Because to me, it's more important to get my thought on the paper than to write neatly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, when it's for you, I mean, that's fine. Like I was talking to my daughter, the nine-year-old the other day, and I had to sit her down because like, she's smart. She she get through Uh work pretty quick. But if it's something that she has to turn in, I make her slow the fuck down and write that shit well. Yeah. What I explained to her is, it's like, Whenever it's just for you, I mean, that's fine. But mm-hmm. go grab that book off the shelf over there. Like, you can read that, right? I said, that's why it's made this way. Because the author wants everybody to be able to read what he's putting down on paper. So whenever yep. you're doing work for somebody else, you need to make it legible and be able to be read by everybody, not just you. And Yeah. She got a mama in and she poked her lip out when somebody trying to help her and she was like I was like you little motherfucker <laughs> little motherfucker yeah I, little motherfucker <laughs> yeah that's what my teacher uh, my high school teacher told me about my book is like you you want to you want to make it to the to where they don't ever want to put your book down 
So that was one of my problems is like I was jumping around as far as my thoughts go within the paragraphs. And she's like, there's no smooth transitions. Sometimes you switch the topic randomly the next paragraph. So like you, you need to make it so that when the person's reading it, they want to keep going. They want to keep going. They don't want to put the paper or the book down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I found that books that I actually read and enjoyed were not those of adult books. <laughs> it was like teenage books and shit. Like um, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed the freaking um, the Percy Jackson series and whatnot. Percy Jackson. I feel like I've read that. Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief is all. The Lightning Thief. Oh, okay. Homeboy, the, yeah. the son of. Uh... Okay. Yeah. I know what yeah. you're talking about. That's based on Greek mythology. Yeah. I enjoyed that whole okay. fucking series. And it's just like. For me, it was Harry Potter. That was me. I, I, I read all the books. I had more attachment to the movies. I know I cannot for the life of me go back and read all them big ass books. <laughs> yeah, it's for me. It started it, uh, the first book came out when I was in sixth grade, when I was in sixth grade. And that was like one of the first books that I read. And after that, I read I bought every book when it came out. And the final book was thick as fuck. It was like four inches thick, three inches thick or something. But I, I when you read it, you don't want to stop reading yeah, exactly. it. You don't. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Very nice, very nice, very smooth. Yes, like like jazz or, or a fine cognac. <laughs> Ooh, smooth, smooth cognac. Yeah. Speaking of smooth, I'm going downstairs and squeezing butt cheeks. So this is what oh. I put a put a pin in it. <laughs> <laughs> so man right. it's, it's been great to have you on uh, we never did an intro for this show today we just went ahead and started on the rambling we just fucking leave it just like this but uh, yeah man let everybody know where they can find your social media if you'd like to be found hey everybody i uh, appreciate you guys listening and if you if you'd like to hear more of my nonsense go to god shape mommy hope podcast or type into youtube because this is where i'm at i'm on youtube i don't really mess with anything else because youtube is easy so YouTube, God Shaped Mommy Hole. And I got GSMH 1.0. I got the joint narcissism. I got vlogs. I got gaming. I got uh, God Shaped Mommy, Mommy Hole 2.0. And the new, the most recent Hustle More podcast is where my most recent content is. It's all on YouTube. And if you want to follow my Instagram where it's motivational, inspirational, spiritual, it's uh and mental well-being it's tony at at tony with an i t-o-n-i c-o-s-n-e-r tony cosner that's yeah. where you can find me shizzle my nizzle <laughs> all right all right but hey man it's great to catch up with you episode number five for you in the books yeah so i'm oh, a, yeah. now i gotta go to the we gotta make this more at least three times a year at least three times a year yeah, not once every two years. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's man. insane. Yeah, but I got an open door policy. Come on in when you feel like it. All right, man. That yeah. sounds good. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you too, man. He, he, enlightening me and giving me some wisdom. I still ain't putting that fucking VR on my goddamn face, but <laughs> oh, you will. Oh, you will. I done sparked some interest. I know I, I, I did. I probably will when I have to. I mean, I ain't <laughs> no, no other fucking choice and shit. <laughs> 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 all right brother man all right take it easy homeboy you too later